how was everybody's week since our last episode? God, you're you so know, fucking boring. Is this, <laughs> you, you know, Dad. You don't want to know I, how I, this past week I'm trying been? to fucking tell you, but you won't shut up. You won't shut up. <laughs> Let's hear it, Greg. It was swell. Good. I had a swell week. I got, I got my, I got stuff done at work. That's couldn't, good. I couldn't think for a second. That's great. Uh, uh, how about that Super Bowl? Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Chiefs won. Yeah, the- barely. <laughs> Chiefs won the Super Bowl this in the is, past week. So just so you at home know, um, or in your car, wherever you may be, uh, let's not get caught up on the semantics. <laughs> yeah, don't be anti-semantic. <laughs> I'm gonna it. use that that joke again. All right. Um, uh, this is being recorded before the Super Bowl. Uh, if you have been following us for a while, you know we are from Kansas City, so Missouri. Missouri. So oh, I we, thought you weren't going to say it. Sorry. I, I wasn't. Missouri. You had to ruin it, though. Ruined. Uh, we are from Kansas City, Missouri, so we are huge fans of the Chiefs, and we support them in this and the of, And the Royals. I love home team by default. Home, <laughs> default home team. Um mainly because they're the best but yes, yes. Uh, the best this, in the midwest this episode will come out <laughs> after the super bowl so we're just gonna make the bold statement you want to make con- predictions yeah yes what you already did apparently like there was a, a video of a guy saying everything that would happen in the last game and apparently it all happened well like, we are not said, we are not him uh he well he's just saying that he proves it's rigged and he's saying that the chiefs are gonna win the super bowl you think it's rigged why does he think it's rigged I don't know. He had the, a sheet of paper in his hand and read off of it. Oh, the paper that that does add to it's his something like that. I don't know what it, he like made this prediction, and apparently it all came true. That's you just know, what I've heard. I was actually going. I was thinking about doing an episode on the like NFL occultism and uh, like the conspiracy theories with it because there's a lot of them. There's, really? there's a lot. Yeah. Huh. I'm gonna have to have to have to dig into that. Might have to. Interesting, but let's make predictions. We'll start with Matt. How, what, let's just make a simple prediction of the final score. <clears throat> um, forty-one to seventeen. Um, Chiefs or Eagles? Chiefs. All right. You want me to go, or Lee? Are you, do you still need time? No, I'm good. I can okay. go. Okay, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna say forty forty-three Chiefs. Okay, that's a good one. You know, I could see that too. I I think. Uh, if I had to predict, I think Mahomes is going to die on the field. With <laughs> Don't glory. say that. <laughs> oh my God. If that happens, that's going to be so fucked up. Or if he, he's just going to hurt his other ankle. And no. Too bad ankle. <laughs> he just walks around <laughs> with, with two elephant legs forever. I'm going to say 35 27 Chiefs. 35 27 Chiefs. Well, it's unanimous. The Chiefs are going to win. I'm going to say 100 and (laughs) 0. Damn, that'd be so cool to see. (laughs) That'd be dope. I know. I'm ready for the days whenever these guys are just like, they're like, you know what? Fuck it. You guys can hit each other as hard as you want. You guys can do as many steroids as you want. Let's get these these points up to like the hundreds here. Yeah, I, I want to see hundreds stop, of points. We need to stop steroids. finding people for performance enhancement <clears throat> drugs. 
we should embrace it embrace it and and that would make sports way more fun to watch exactly i mean i love watching sports regardless but i I think we talked about nascar with it shit Mm. give nascar nos loops noscar noscar (laughs) (laughs) i'm a rich hillbilly what are you doing oh i'm going to noscar noscar NASCAR. I'm just going to watch the NASCAR races <laughs> where they go 4,000 miles per hour. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, sports are are fun, um, but they could use a they could use a boost. I think it's about time. Yeah. Can't just keep doing the same thing you've always done forever. It's got to change at some point. Why not? Why not today? Well, of course they would go in that direction instead of like you know. Oh well, now it's flag football. <laughs> How would you change? How would you change uh, football, Greg? How would I change it? Um, <clears throat> oh, that's a good one. Um, I think. Shit, man, you caught me on. You caught me on a good one. I think the ball should be heavier. <laughs> I think maybe <laughs> they should be allowed to take their helmets off and fight because they always try and fight with all their padding oh, still on and i just want to see what happens when like one of them at least takes the helmet off like do they still want to fight or do they do they just walk away like oh shit so there, there'd be like a penalty bench too and yeah or maybe just, like yeah you know what like just like you know what? they should to change football they should probably first i would change the setting of where they play it would be some type of arena like maybe it's a little bit smaller and they should put ice on it Oh yeah, and then they should make the football smaller, like like maybe fit in the palm of your hand, but also like circular and flat on two sides. Um, I'm and, trying to imagine this like and, a puck, <laughs> and to make it even more fun, they should wear ice skates. Oh, and ice instead skates. of like fucking touchdowns and field goals, there should be just nets that they can they can somehow yeah. get the like hit the puck into it. Interesting. Yeah, I. Okay. I don't know. Uh, I'm, in, I'm in of, on this. I like this. It reminds me of something, but I can't quite put my finger on it. But I like it. Let's it, just call it future football. Yeah, future football. <laughs> football. I I really like. You know, the we idea. could just shorten it to football. Um, all right. Get it? <laughs> Get it? Because because football, like football, and then football americano is making a soccer joke. Football. Yeah, but making it F U T. Well, I was just I making it think... different, like trying to make it sound like future football. I think they still say football, but it's just They like... do, but it's fu- football. It's football. I like the idea of... Or something like that. Um, F- football. Football. I liked the idea of arena football a lot because it, they like, it was, it they was were a pretty smaller intense field. In that. It was pretty intense. They could tackle each other into the bleachers and they stuff. Should, they should play it intense. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Call it intense. Intense, intense football league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like it's like the circus, man. It's intense. Oh yeah, they could do it. Like they could play football while in unicycles. Yeah. Speaking of not not the Super Bowl, but the game before where the Chiefs won the uh, beat the Bengals. Uh, God's plan. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Drake, fucking who we're over here trying to cancel for impersonating a disabled person. Uh, it wins two point one million dollars from that Chiefs game because he he bet that they would win. Oh, no wow. shit. Yep. It is rigged. Fucking... He heard our podcast oh and he, basically that's him saying fuck you yeah. to us. <laughs> he knows. He knows someone on the inside. All right, Drake. All right, Drake. We see you. All we right. know. We know you listen to us we now. Know you listen to us. Shout out to Drake. Don't cancel him anymore because he listens to this. Never happened. Well, okay. As long as he says sorry to the all the people in wheelchairs. Yeah. Okay. Just give me. Just okay. Give me, You're right. He doesn't have to. He could just give me like a one million dollars and give us one million dollars. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, we I can could, split it. I would take that. Drake, we'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> yeah, man. Come come talk to us about your paranormal experiences. That'd be cool to interview you. <laughs> Please. I'm like I'm really, half serious. Now, right now I'm really wondering if Drake has had any paranormal experiences. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna I wanna see if we can like get celebrities on like big celebrities on here and talk about their paranormal experiences. You wanna start at Drake? Yeah. Drake okay. is our, Drake's our first guest. Okay, Drake. We're starting from we're starting up top. Yeah. It, you have to when you're at uh, the level. I can't wait. Like five, we were at. five mm-hmm. years from now, we're gonna have Drake on our show. Like, oh my god, I never thought I'd get here. <laughs> Drake is on our show. Everyone, a round of applause, and everyone in the studio is like, because we have more than just the three of us in the studio at a time. <laughs> what are you talking about? We do this in front of a live audience. <laughs> yeah, huge <laughs> arena. I feel like we bring the same things back we whenever do. we record at certain times of day. Oh yeah. Like I I think last time we talked about we do we did the audience thing was also a night recording <laughs> episode. Hey, after dark recordings are after more dark. fun. This never happened after dark. <laughs> Speaking of Drake, uh did you know they sell greeting cards for people who are dying? Like what do you, you welcome them to dying? What What do you think those sound like? What do you think those greeting cards are like? The okay, so mine mine would be um obviously it would be a comical dying greeting card. Yeah, because you don't. Yeah, you want to shed some light on the subject. That's just always my coping mechanism to especially, try and make jokes. Especially if you're gonna put in their face that, just like, something remind that says them like dying. Just, <laughs> that reminds them that they are dying. Yes, exactly. That's... So mine mine on the cover, <clears throat> it would say. Hey, you're dying. And then they would open it. And it would just say, Don't be sad. And that's it. <laughs> Mine would be is like that... dry humor. Like yeah. Dry anti humor. <laughs> is there Don't any pictures or anything? It. Is there like maybe like a flower on the front part? That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just real real simple. Yeah, that's like mm-hmm. room. Yeah. I like that. Like a like a flower that looks like it was drawn by like a little kid. Yeah. Like and that. then maybe yeah. maybe a like a like a bee. Looking like it's going towards the flower to pollinate it. Yeah, little little trace trace around mm-hmm. like behind it. Yep, I can see it. I can visualize it. Um, I know mine. It would be, um, it would be a sailboat on the front of it, and then you open it, and it says, "On to your next adventure." <laughs> <laughs> Mine's gonna be super sad. It's just gonna be the music. Um, uh, you are my sunshine. Oh, you make me happy. An audio card, but great. has no words on it. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> do, 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 do. Oh yeah, it's just blank. Yeah. Just on the maybe on the cover, it could just have one word, and it would just be like "dying" with a question mark, <laughs> and then they open it, and it just has that song, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a tearjerker. That's a tearjerker. Mm-hmm. That's a. It appeals to the masses in an ethos way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! So, <laughs> uh, this is part two of um, the Velisca Axe Murder House. Part let, two. Let me axe you is what he would say. This is our second part two in a row. Second part two in a row. Don't we're on get a roll. Second, to it. You know, like second <laughs> sequel. Second. Episode. Some would say yeah. we're on a roll. Oh yeah, because it's two in a row. They take a lot of work, so don't don't get used to this. Yeah, don't expect <laughs> big things from us. No, actually, not. you should expect big things from us. <laughs> expect big... it'll it'll vote it'll motivate Matt. You know what? Keep your expectations low, because then you won't be disappointed. That's right. That's that's, that's how I live my life. <laughs> Absolutely, that's the way everyone should live their lives. Don't don't. 
don't give your expectations easily. Yeah. Yes. Ex- I, expect I agree. expect the worst, but hope for the best. Like when you watch the Sonic movies, like I kind of had a low expectation, but it did actually it was really good. I want to see good? the new Mario movie. Yeah, that looks fantastic. Yeah, yes, it does. I, I just wish Chris Pratt was not Mario. Why do you? Care? I love Sorry. Chris Pratt. I, just, I think he's hilarious. I think he's great, but I don't think he. Well, we I don't think know. he's good for Mario. You don't know hey, that until you have seen Mario. It. Hot take. Hot take. Dude, how did you have that notification come up with the flash or behind it thing? Not your light, but like on the screen, a notification came up in the behind it, like circles. Oh yeah, that's a that's an option. You can change that in the settings. I'm about to do that after this. You know, you could do that. Yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> the Velisca axe murder dog. We so, are. Oh yeah. Do you want to introduce us, or do you want me to? Uh, I'll do it. Okay, Who so are we? I'll stop it, and then. <clears throat> Where this never happened. We yeah, are. I fucking said it this time. Wow. Again, I was about to. I was like right there. It was on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. Again, don't expect that very often. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little treat for you. We, we've been almost forgetting it in the past few episodes. Yes, so you're have. lucky that we, we even remembered this, this time. But yeah, uh, that's Lee down there. Hello. And then uh, Matt is right next to me. And that's Greg. Hey, yeah. good job. <laughs> He remembered this time. We're all here. We're in the same place. We're all here. We're all here having a fun time. We it's have not a contract a saying yeah. that one of us can not not be here. One of yeah. us can. One of us. Ha- we all have to be here at all times. I yeah. never signed it. Mm, that's what you think. <laughs> so it was forged. Uh, no, we actually had to use our blood on this contract. So when you were sleeping one night, we gave you a little puncture on your finger and took some of your blood. Okay, good. Yeah. So yeah. I remember that. That was that party at uh at Bree's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It was. Good. So yeah, uh Veliska Ma- Max Maxi Pad murders. What? Yep. What? Yeah, he uh he put the maxi pads over their mouth and nose and suffocated them to death. Yikes. And then they all started throwing up blood and they became it was just a bloodbath in that house. Try another joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, but, uh, the Velisca, I almost said it again, the Velisca Axe Murder House, a Velisca Axe Murder. In this episode, we're going to get into the suspects, and I strongly believe that three, the three of us can figure this one out <laughs> once and for all, and finally bring justice to all the victims of this horrible monster. Yeah. Yes. Who is your spirit animal, if spirit animals were movie detectives? Jackalope. What is oh, a no. Hands down, it's always jackalope. Ja- for me. No, if if your spirit animal were a movie detective, that's still going to be a jackalope. I'm oh, sure yeah. there's a movie <laughs> somewhere. I'm sure there's a movie somewhere that has. What that. about you, Matt? Um, hmm. the jackalope detective. I really want a tattoo of a jackalope. I guess I'm going to have to say it's like somewhere between, um, uh, a lion. No, it'd be more like a cub. Uh, this is this isn't what I asked yeah, at yeah. all. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm just not, say. You know what? I'm just gonna say jackalope, and we're gonna move on. Salmon. <laughs> just take that one. No, he's asking like actual movie character. Actual movie. Oh, so like fantastic. An actual detective in a movie. I think. Yes. Okay. He's not detective, but like a movie detective. Well, Greg said jackalope. Why yeah, well, I just... wasn't listening on accident. And then, and my... I, and then I just was just following said, suit. Yeah, and then I also said jackalope. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> gazelle. I'll, I'll do gazelle. Well, uh, jackalopes riding on jackalopes riding on the back of Matt's Giselle. Yeah, Giselle. Gazelle. <laughs> Giselle is the gazelle's name. Wouldn't I? Uh, I'm sorry if you're listening to this. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you might have just just. Should we'll just we start over? Yeah. Should we fucking start over? <laughs> might have to. Let I'm me, not, I'm let, not me introduce, uh, let me introduce the the our our names. Okay. <laughs> Cuz we got we got way off there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. As always, this is This Never Happened podcast yeah, brought is. to you by us, Greg down there at the end, That's Matt right me. next to me and myself, Lee. And we're also brought to you by Earth. Earth. Thank you Earth for letting us do this podcast on you. Yeah, we yeah. love it. We've loved it every time. Yes. So, <laughs> last week we uh, went over. We had part one of our Velisca Axe murder episode. Yeah, and what happened there, Greg? I it, it was so long ago that we went over that I I seem to have forgotten. Yeah, yeah what so, was it about? So last week we learned that the family of eight was unfortunately, I would say it was unfortunate, unfortunately <laughs> bludgeoned to death, to say the least, via axe. Uh, the kids got pretty brutal. They were beat with the blunt side of it, I believe. I think that's what I read. It like over and over. Yeah, and then the, the parents were just fucked up. And the bacon was lube. And the bacon, yeah, yeah. The, when, with the parents, uh, the axe murderer rubbed grease, rubbed bacon grease on the on the blade. And because <laughs> he realized that the, that the parents were bigger than the kids. And he knew he was gonna get his axe stuck. Oh so my god! The bacon <laughs> grease was used to help help it not get stuck. There's lots of uses for bacon grease. Yeah, bacon oh, grease god. can be used for. I'm everything. not gonna keep talking about bacon grease every episode, especially with this, because it's horrible, horrible hey, thing. Hey, it's blame gruesome. Matt. Blame Matt. He's the one that made us sign the contract with the bacon company. <laughs> oh yeah, because we're sponsored by that banking company now. We're sponsored That's right. by that bacon company. Yeah, bacon's That's, good. It's good. It's good. Don't you love bacon? <clears throat> but in this episode, we're going to get into the, the suspects. I'm just going to say this really <clears throat> quick. If uh, if you like your bacon burnt to the point to where it just crumbles into pieces, you are a psychopath. There's got to be some spring to it. You're probably the axe murderer. I, I mean, add that I like to the crispy. add that to the victims list, Lee. I know I've eaten your food. You, I you, like mine crispy. You call it crispy, but it's really just overcooked. It's, it's no. really just burnt. I mean, you keep <laughs> say slightly overcooked. Your yours isn't even crispy. It's a it's way just, of living. It's just straight up hard bacon. Yeah, yeah I it's mean, good bacon. <laughs> it's powder bacon. Once you get it into your mouth, finally. Yeah. After the sort forty-five of. minutes, it sits on the stovetop. <laughs> <laughs> It's good bacon. <laughs> all right, all right. Crispy done. bacon. I'm done with Matt's bacon. It's just pissing me off thinking about it. All right, so like I said, in this episode, we're going to get more into the suspects, and I strongly believe the three of us will figure out who did this. Yeah, we will. And we will finally bring justice to the, all the victims and the families of this horrible monster that did this. The last episode played out more like a horror movie. Yeah. This one's more like The Glass Onion. Eh? I haven't seen it. I haven't either. You haven't seen it? Oh, uh-uh. it's fantastic. You have to. Okay. You have to. I, really I have good. to now because you made a reference to it. Yep. <laughs> but you a know reference what? you don't get. Based on based on your judgment and how much I trust you, I'm gonna agree. Greg, I love you. I love you more. Oh. <laughs> I'm just here. That's that's called friend love. <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> it is. So 
<laughs> so over time, many many possible sus- suspects emerged, including Reverend, emphasize Reverend, Reverend, Reverend. George Kelly, Frank Frank Jones, <laughs> Frank F. Jones, <laughs> William Mansfield, Loving Mitchell, Paul Mueller, and Henry Lee Moore. No relation. Yes. Hmm. So we're going to start with Andy Sawyer. It's just, it's crazy how many people were like close suspects with this. I don't fucking like these well, I days. I think after the third suspect, people were just trying to find people they didn't like. And we'll actually talk about this later, but like around this time, there were so fucking many axe murders going on. That kind of plays into why there's so many suspects here as well. Yeah. It's, it's stupid just the the amount of transient axe murderers running around the Midwest around around the 1910s. Hmm. Kind of reminds me of uh modern times. Yeah. With, yeah, exactly. uh, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, what are you talking about? Uh, and instead of instead of axe murderers, it's the other murders. Yeah, we we weren't able to stop them. It just history <clears throat> repeats itself as it all Greg's getting at. In many ways. Mm-hmm. So, Andy Sawyer. Every hobo, transient, and otherwise unaccounted for stranger was also a suspect in the axe murders. One such suspect was a man named Andy Sawyer. No relation to Tom Sawyer. Okay. <laughs> Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean, was that Rush? Yeah, great no, song. Yeah. Uh, as with many other suspects, no real evidence was really linked to Mr. Sawyer to the crime. However, his name came up often in the grand jury testimonies. According to Thomas Dyer of Burlington, Iowa, a bridge foreman and a pile driver for the Burlington Railroad. (laughs) Fucking pile driver. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I can think. That's all I can think. Uh, Sawyer approached his crew in Creston at 6 a.m. on the morning the murders were discovered. Mr. Sawyer was clean shaven and wearing a brown suit when he arrived. His shoes were covered in mud and his pants were wet nearly to the knees. But he looked good from there up. (laughs) (laughs) Presentable in a Zoom meeting. Yeah. He asked for uh, he asked for employment, and as Mr. Dyer needed an extra man, he was given a job on the spot. Wow. Nice. nice. That's uh, how you, you do it. It yeah, was easier it, back then. This is what it, the boomers were talking about. Imagine <laughs> walking into a job interview now, covered in fucking mud and blood. You just have to hope that the 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 hiring manager is sitting at a tall desk, and your let like the bottom of your legs can't be seen. <laughs> I guess I guess you could pull it off with some of these Zoom interviews that go on these days post COVID. You totally could. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Mr. Dyer testified that later that evening, when the crew hit Fontenelle, Iowa, I think that's how you pronounce it. Sounds Mr. right. Mr. Sawyer purchased a newspaper, which he went off by himself to read. The newspaper carried a front page account of the Velisca murders, and according to Dyer, Sawyer quote was much interested in it. He was over there with this newspaper. Just sitting in a corner at work, like, oh my god, and this fucking murder, mm, I want to, mm, yeah, I love these murders so much. And, and so yeah. everyone there was like, something's up. Yeah, because they heard the newspaper making that that paper noise it makes, and it just kept getting louder and louder and louder and louder, <laughs> and eventually, <laughs> eventually, it just stopped. <laughs> and then he just fell asleep. <sighs> So yeah, Dyer's Dyer's crew complained that Sawyer slept with his clothes on and was anxious to be by himself. 
They were also uneasy about the fact that Sawyer slept with his ex and often talked of the Velisca murders and whether or not a killer had been apprehended. Do you guys think they uh, found that guy? Yeah. <laughs> As he's clutching onto his fucking axe and he's like swinging it around and like kind of a circle thing. Yeah, he's like, I heard he was pretty clever. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, have you guys, do you think anyone's seen it? And smart. I heard he's smart too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I heard he's he's fam- He's gonna be famous. He's not gonna get arrested because everyone's gonna be like, "Wow, that's famous." <laughs> I'm gonna go to famous prison. No, I didn't do it. I'm I'm saying that that's where they would go, not me. Yeah, that Sawyer guy. I mean that that serial killer guy with the axe is just so impressive in every way. Wow. So he apparently told Dyer personally that he had been in the Velisca that Sunday night. And had heard of the murders and was afraid he may be a suspect, which was why he left and showed up in Creston. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I I was in Villisca that night and uh, I, you know, I was afraid I was going to be considered a suspect. So I I get out of there, man. I I fucking bounced. No one said anything or anything. I just knew I was going to be a fucking suspect. I just had a feeling. (laughs) These things, man. So, so he showed up in Creston because of that. Dyer was suspicious and turned him over to the sheriff on June 18th of 1912, <laughs> which is about eight days from when the murders happened. Yep. Prior to the sheriff arriving, Dyer testified that he walked up behind Sawyer and he was rubbing his head with both hands and all of a sudden jumped up and said to himself, I'll get your goddamn hands off. <laughs> At the same time, he made striking motions with the axe and began hitting the piles in front of him. Getcha. <laughs> <laughs> Not crazy at all. Yeah, this guy's the killer. Totally same. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> so Dyer's son, JR, also testified that one day as the crew drove through Villisca, Sawyer told him he would show him JR, where the man that killed the Moore family got out of town. He said the man that did the job jumped over a, ma- a manure box. I almost said manure. Manure. <laughs> manure box, which he pointed out about uh, one and a half blocks away. And shoved where he crossed the railroad track, and there were and there were footprints in the soggy ground north of the embankment. He then said mm. for me, Jr., to look on the other side of the car, and he would he would show me an old tree where he said the murderer stepped into the creek. <laughs> so now all of a sudden he knows everything everything about this murder. And, yeah. But like he was like, yeah, I saw him do it. I saw the man. I saw him jump over there. It was four fucking clock in the morning. I was just out here watching. Yeah, I was just walking walking around with my with my axe with three, my... between three and three and five a.m. This guy reminds me of the uh, the axe guy. The bam, uh, what what does he say? Smash, smash. Oh yeah, smash. The, the, like homeless guy or whatever. Yeah, the guy. That that guy got arrested later he on, did. didn't he? Like, he I don't remember yeah, what was he was for. accused of another murder. Yeah. He was accused of a murder with the axe. Oh wow! Like, so I watched the whole documentary about that guy, and he was just. This this transient that was like, hey, this woman needs help. I'm going to use my axe immediately. So nobody even thought about the fact that he just immediately started swinging this axe at this guy's head. Yeah. And he became a hero. And it turns out, surprise, surprise, he was fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, now they need to go look up and see if there had been any axe murders and in, in wherever he had traveled. They, they're, yeah, he eventually uh, killed somebody and went to prison. So That's insane. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was a hero, honestly. No, he is... Not a hero, He's unfortunately. Got, uh, quite the story. That I just thought he was funny. <laughs> yeah, it was funny, uh, but it's oh. also pretty crazy. I thought I, 
I thought the other guy lived though. Uh, well, that guy did leave, uh, live the one that was like attacking the woman apparently, but they're, they found a, a murder by him after. What did he say? He was like, Hey, I'm Jesus Christ. <laughs> like started driving this car all crazy. Yeah. So I had to take my ax. But like he, so they were like, everyone was just struck by this guy because he immediately got on the news and was like, I just want to say that whatever you've done out there, you are not irredeemable. Every like you are loved. You are perfect. And everyone was like, wow, he's, he's beautiful. Except this guy. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, he's like, you are loved. And there are bats flying out of my ears as we speak. And the holy water drips from the ceiling tiles of, and he turns into a Bob Dylan song immediately right hmm. there. I like it. I, do you think a person like this guy could have committed these ax murders? Well, no, I um, think now that you're, now that you're talking about this, I think, uh, that the transient guy that we were just talking about, I think he was the murderer in the Velisca X murders. <laughs> I think he's a time traveler. The time traveling axe murderer. Yep. Crazy. So, according to J.R. Dyer, he looked over and saw such a tree south of the track about four blocks away. Sawyer, however, <sighs> Sawyer, however, was apparently dismissed as a suspect in the case when it was discovered that he was able to prove he'd been in Osceola, Iowa on the night of the murders. He'd been arrested for vagrancy, and the Osceola sheriff recalled putting him on a train at approximately 11 p.m. that night. That's that's sad that you can get arrested for vagrancy, though. Right, like, hey, you homeless guy, you're being arrested for being homeless. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. pretty messed up. Now, but, now homeless people have rights. But yeah, yeah, he was... Uh, um, in my opinion, I don't believe this was the guy to do it. I think he was fucking crazy and would not have been it. able to pull it off. Yeah. I don't think he did it either. Whoever did this, it seems cold, calculated, and just just brutal. Like, there is no way that somebody who wasn't in their right mind would have been able to pull it off, really. Well, if you don't think he did it, how about Frank Frank Jones? <laughs> I think I think that I think the other F stands for Fernando. <laughs> I prefer Frank Frank. All right, Frank Frank, Frank it is. Fernando. Yeah. Okay. So if it was Frank Fernanda, then he would be a female. Okay. Did you know that? <laughs> Did not. Thanks. So Frank Frank Jones was a Villisca resident and an Iowa State senator. Josiah Moore had worked for Frank Jones at his implement store for many years before leaving to open his own implement store. <laughs> you know, where you go to get all of your implements. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gotta get those. Yeah. If you don't, and they close early. Fucking, they close at fucking four o'clock. Yeah, so get yours. Get your implements today. Get your implements. Come in. You you got a job to do? Get your implements. And as a little uh, promo, we have implements, which they're mints, but they're in the shape of implements. Our company logo, but implements. (laughs) So we're going to give those out with every t shirt purchase. That's right. You'll get your implement. Implements. Smell good. Get your implements. So, <laughs> Moore repeatedly took business away from Jones, including a very successful John Deere dealership. Damn. No. Word on the street was, at the time, Josiah had a sensual affair with Jones's daughter-in-law, <laughs> though there is no evidence to support this. <laughs> so, Except so he might not semen. Have... <laughs> There's always semen. There's always... Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> so they don't really believe Frank Frank went and killed them all, all himself, of course, but instead paid a cocaine fiend and serial killer by the name of William Blackie Mansfield. Oh. And for all of you wondering, he was white and dangerous. Oh, okay, yeah, I kind of was wondering that. Yeah. It's just a nickname. It's... Yeah, it's like a, a oxymoron. What? Yeah, I wonder what that what that nickname actually comes from. Like, yeah. if you think about the time, maybe he was like a uh, a chimney sweep. I'm thinking he he never turned lights on in his house <laughs> or anything, and so at night his house was constantly dark. And when he'd have people over, they get so mad. <laughs> I keep stubbing my damn toes on your furniture. So yeah, William Mansfield of Blue Island, Illinois, was the prime suspect of the Burns Detective Agency out of Kansas City, and James Neutron Wilkerson. <laughs> Jimmy Neutron, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So according to the Wilkerson investigation, the murder of Joe Moore and other occupants of the Moore home were committed by Mansfield, who was in turn hired by Frank Frank Jones. So uh, James, James Neutron walks in, and he's like... Mm. I'm having one of those brain things. <laughs> what they call it? Brain blast. A brain was it, blast. It was a brain blast. Yeah, it was. It was a brain blast. He'd go, he'd go, think, think, think. And yeah. then the camera would go inside his ear to his brain. And then it would like oh, yeah, go back out right. real fast. Oh, and he'd be like, God. brain blast. <laughs> now I remember. Hell yeah. Was. Classic. Was, classic. Yeah, classic, yes. <laughs> so yeah, it was. Uh, it was committed by Mansfield, who was in turn hired by Frank Frank Jones. So, Wilkerson also believed Mansfield was responsible for the axe murders of his wife, infant child, father-in-law, and mother-in-law in Blue Island, Illinois, on July 5th, 1914. Oh. Two years after the Velisca murders. Rough, rough. Yeah, said the dog. The axe murders committed in Paola, Kansas, four days before Velisca murders, and the murders of Jenny Peterson and Jenny Miller in Aurora, Colorado... Wow. Insane. This guy just getting around. Yeah. yeah. According to Wilkerson's investigation, all the murders were committed in precisely the same manner, indicating the same man committed them, You, which you would think. It's good logic. Yeah. Yeah. Wilkerson stated that he could prove that Mansfield was present in each of these places in, on the night of the murders. In each murder, the victims were hacked to death with an axe and the mirrors in the homes were covered, which is what happened in Villisca. A burning lamp with the chimney off was left at the foot of the bed and a basin in which the murderer washed was in which the murderer washed was found in the kitchen. This is this is so fucking interesting because this was before any sort of like FBI serial killer anything was was like being looked into. Like that wasn't even a thought yet and this guy was like doing those investigations and the that like connecting of evidence and and similar crime scenes way before that that was actually happening were, in, tele were telephones in invented time. yeah telephones were invented right yeah yeah so i, I think because i was like thinking man he'd have he'd have to like go around all these places in such a short amount of time it seemed but i think because i mean were invented then. this stuff i mean it was all like in newspapers as well oh okay because yeah. like of course an axe murder is going to be in a newspaper at this time because the media has always spread fear yeah, the telephone was invented in 1876 yeah so yeah they had telephones yeah like seven numbers <laughs> well nine and a zero four back then <laughs> now there's all these people all these cell phones we're about to have to get another number added on a yeah. landline a landline <laughs> 
we're getting we're getting new area codes well we aren't we aren't because we're we already have 816 but apparently we're running out of numbers for the 816 area code so now they're adding on a new area code for people to get get new numbers we should i think it's like nine seven five or something like that we should just shun all those people with those area because be like hey, you're not a real kansas yeah city locals right. only locals only <laughs> get out of here with that nine something area code <laughs> yuck so back to Velisca. uh <laughs> in each case the murders avoided the murderer avoided leaving fingerprints by wearing gloves which wilkerson believed was strong evidence that the man was mansfield who knew his fingerprints were on file at the feder- federal military prison in Leavenworth. And mm. Leavenworth is fucking hardcore, for those of you that don't know. Yeah. Apparently. I've never been to prison, but... <laughs> it That's where uh, BTK is held. All right. Yeah. But you're not allowed, when you're there, you're not allowed to refer to him as BTK. He is, he's something like uh, Offender offender Dennis. Okay. Offender Dennis. Yep. I would call him Offender Dentist. <laughs> you would. and then i would be his next victim it's It's totally in character for you all right so wilkerson managed to convince a grand jury to open an investigation in 1916 and mansfield was arrested and brought to montgomery county from kansas city payroll records however provided an alibi that placed mansfield in illinois at the time of the Vliska murders he was released for a lack of evidence and later won a lawsuit he brought against Wilkerson and was awarded $22.25. That's my attempt at trying to sound cool, but it, I didn't because it didn't make sense. That's crazy because to me, this one, um, his alibi isn't that convincing to me because say he was hired by this other man, then they would have been able to forge the documents very easily back then. Uh, that to show his payroll records yeah yeah but but, i mean all the payroll records do is show that you really got paid and where your address is it doesn't i mean yeah it does kind of prove that you were working then but still i mean i like you said that could easily be fixed yeah yeah kind of what i'm thinking yeah especially because the uh the man that supposedly hired him was a uh was a senator yeah frank 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 Frank. (laughs) that was uh yeah frank 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 was the senator but yeah, I think this guy, I think it's very likely that this was the case because um, like we like we mentioned in the last episode, they were wealthy. So they were probably tied in with all of these other wealthy families. Wealthy, healthy and happy. Yep. Wealthy, so. wealthy. So, so he's he's a uh, he's up there on the victims list, huh? Uh, Yeah. Suspect says. I mean, that's what I mean. He's. Yes, yeah. he is the suspect. He's of fallen the victim. victim to be. In, to he's be he's suspect. one of my top suspects. Okay, well, how about this next person who is suspected of murdering these people, Sam Moyer? Sam Moyer. Now, Sam Moyer is Josiah's brother-in-law, and fucking hated Josiah. Well, it was oh, him. Then. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Sam Moyer, dude, that sounds like a killer name anyway. <laughs> That's a killer's name. Yeah. Yeah, Samuel Moyer had married Joe's sister, Anna Moore, several years before the murder. He was a carpenter by trade and a dancer by night. <laughs> and he had a sister, Cora, and brother, Cum, who still lived near Villisca. Oh, Gum, sorry. Either way, Gum is a horrible name. 
Yeah, that makes you it makes you think like he was probably an accident, like when the parents were way too old to have like raise a kid. Mirror gum. And they were gum. like but they were like, Man, I don't even I can't even think of a name and then they were looking around the room trying to figure out a name and gum like, they somehow stupidly landed on. They they stuck their hand under the, the table and it yeah. just gum. Yeah. <laughs> They're like fucking gum Moyer. That's your name. That's your stupid ass name. Yeah, so Sam Moyer was a big guy and kind of grumpy, but not abusive or anything like that. He was just, you know, Scrooge. Big old dumb Scrooge. <laughs> he had this weird habit of just kind of disappearing you know, for several months at a time, just out of nowhere. Never really saying anything about where he was going. And when he got back, he never really said anything about where he was. That's promising. You know, yeah, they yeah. did they did pick some pretty suspicious people like to add to this list of killers. Yeah, so. I think they've got this list down uh, pretty tight. <laughs> but my my question is, did they go at these people already thinking they were suspects? Because when you're when you're doing this kind of stuff, you can't go into these thinking this person's already a suspect. You have to have an open mind because if you're already if you're already convinced they're a suspect. Then you're gonna find everything that oh, yeah. that you can that is that goes against him. And all of these different suspects are coming from different like investigators in mm -hmm. this as well. So there is several investigations all happening, but it's not like any of them are really like communicating with each other about it. They're just doing it, and then they're like, "It's this guy," and someone else will be like, "No, it's this guy," and then it just eventually just nothing fucking happens. Yeah. So. When he left to go nowhere the second time, <laughs> his wife had suddenly died, randomly, right as he was leaving. And everyone said that she died of a broken heart. <laughs> but I think what they meant was he broke her heart with an axe. <laughs> There's no evidence of that. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> but yeah, that's... It was reported died. that Sam Moyer often threatened to kill Josiah Moore. However, upon further investigation... Moyer's alibi cleared him of the crime. He said. Yes, allegedly. He said, no, I didn't. <laughs> and they're like, all right. Well, he said he didn't do they're it. They're like, who's so. your alibi? <laughs> no, they, he didn't. They... <laughs> so that one's, that one's a little wishy-washy. Yeah, I don't think he did it. He's off my list. <clears throat> all right. So what next, about you, Matt? Matt, you haven't put any. Wh who's at the top of your list so far? Who's off your list, dude? You I'm right now. I'm thinking it was all of them together, and they all have like out fake alibis. Made you know, up. you know, it's not out of the. It's not out of that. It's not. Wait, what did out I say? Out of the question. Yeah, they're all just attacking the family at once, and then one of them just hitting the ceiling people. and the ground. And it's just the big know. guy was what was his name again? Sam Moyer. Yeah, yeah. The, he's the big guy, so he's the one hitting the ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's cult like. Right. Well, okay, maybe not. Okay. Indianapolis cults you know, like I, I really, I really just think it was one person. Are you saying this is an M Night, M Night Shyamalan movie? Yeah, the twist <laughs> is it was actually a professional football team. <laughs> <laughs> it was an entire police station and one of the police officers. Mm -hmm. So next we have Henry Lee Moore. Not only do they believe he may have been responsible for the murder in Villisca, he could have been responsible for several other. Several others around the Midwest around the same time. As it turns out, axe murders were fucking popular back back then that year. <laughs> Super popular. They were like the thing. They were like hotter than a bag of chips? Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, can I ask a question? Did this guy own an axe? 
Matt, you know better than to ask questions here. <laughs> yeah. If he didn't own an axe, he probably didn't do it. You don't know that. So, so that, uh, if you remember, he oh, actually wait, he got the, the axe, axe. from the right. house. Yes. Yeah, from the coal oh shed. God. Yeah, that was their That's axe. That's right. Yeah. So he stole the axe. He's mm-hmm. a fucking thief. So was he a thief? <laughs> so is he a thief or a murderer? <laughs> so, during the Velisca investigation, other axe murders came to light. Just nine months before the crime in Velisca, H.C. Wayne, or Harold Chuckster Wayne, his <laughs> wife and child, and Miss A.J. Burnham, or Angie Jackson Burnham, and her two children were bludgeoned with an axe at Colorado Spring- Springs, Colorado. Man, it's just really sad that the Chuckster couldn't see this thing coming. Yeah, I am jealous of that na- of that middle name. You weren't... You know what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start telling everyone that my name's Greg Dowd the first. And everyone's going to think there's a Greg Dowd the second, but there's not. I'm I just the first like one. The, I just like the the stir thing. Like, we could call you the Gregster. Gregster. Mm. The Gregster. Or Leaster. Leaster. Just nothing has a good ring with my mm. name. Everything sounds like somebody is saying my name when they're not, but nothing. I, hey, you're still on my phone as R2 Lee 2. All right. And that's like the, my favorite one and the best one. I don't know what you're saying by that. It kind of sounds like you're calling me a robotic and short uh main one of the main characters of a movie that's made that's millions right. of dollars i love it i, I, can, I, I can love see the you. name i can I, see you fading in that little costume i would <laughs> r2d2 don't think i wouldn't try <laughs> so after the bludgeoned family in colorado springs a month later in october of 1911 a family was killed in the monmouth in monmouth illinois more like Mushmouth, Illinois. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. A week later, five members of a family in Ellsworth, Kansas were murdered as they slept. So this guy's got something to do with sleeping people. Do you think he's jealous because he can't sleep? <laughs> yeah, he's got uh, insomnia and he's like, if I kill them, maybe I can finally sleep. Yeah, he's, at, he's to the point where he hasn't had any sleep to where he is hallucinating. So now he, like, he just hears people say, hears like voices saying, if you kill someone, you can sleep. Yeah. Uh, th- doesn't surprise me because this is a time before before the, mental health was yeah. actually yeah anybody even knew what was going on with if you it. showed any sign of mental problems they just threw you in a hospital and left you there yeah back, they, back in those times they would just uh hold you over the cliff and ceremony ceremonially drop you into the wilderness yeah <laughs> <laughs> better times so after ellsworth kansas after he slept with the family he killed <sighs> <laughs> just kidding that never happened <laughs> just a week before the killing of the moors and stillingers in Villisca, a man and his wife were killed in paola kansas the similarities in the crimes are striking kind of like an axe just oh wow <laughs> hey it was a, it was Dude, set up it was you uh, are butchering this one oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay paul bunyan but just think about how all these investigators are all linking this to different murders like we've listed fucking nine different axe murders all within like a three-year time period here yeah and it's kind of crazy that they let that i mean obviously they knew about these murders before so they kind of just let these axe murders happen i mean i know they're in different places but they weren't invent they didn't know about serial killers true i'm well are you sure because uh what was his name with the hotel uh Fuck. Well, like being a serial killer was not a thing until like the seventies or eighties. Uh huh. 
Hold on. That's when they started doing like uh remember Mindhunter? That was when they coined the term like serial killer. That was when they started doing oh. those investigations. So there were serial killers before they that. They just didn't they really like H. H. Think Holmes, about it like bro. That. But they weren't thinking about it like that. Well, then. I know they didn't they, ha- they didn't have the title like of that. serial killer, but you got H. H. Holmes, and then it's you got Jack multiple, the Ripper. A multiple persons killer. Yeah. Those are all multiple people killers. <laughs> okay, so Finally, Henry Moore was actually convicted of the murders of his mother and maternal grandmother, or his mom's mom, in Columbia, (laughs) Missouri. So he must have, like, lived around our area. Uh Uh-huh. Just months after the murders in Villisca. Moore's family members were killed just as brutally as the victims in Villisca, and his weapon of choice was an axe. Mm. Likely, likely suspect, but the... I don't know if there's as much evidence there. All right, well, we also have... Reverend George Jacqueline Kelly. God, I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> Kelly was an English-born traveling minister in town on the night of the murders. He was described as peculiar, reportedly having suffered a mental breakdown as an adolescent. Mm, as a reverend should have. Yeah. As an adult, he was accused of peeing on people, <laughs> peeping and several times asking young women and girls to pee on him and pose nude for him. Yeah, as, yeah. A, as a reverend should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what that sounds like to me? What's that, Greg? Sounds like a cuck alert. Cuck alert. <laughs> Definitely. On June 8th, what? What was that, Matt? No, nothing, nothing. <laughs> okay. So we'll keep going. On June 8th, 1912, he came to Villisca to teach to teach at the Children's Day services about peeing, which the Moore family was attending because they were actually kind of wanting to know about this whole peeing thing. He left town between 5 a.m. and 5.50 a.m. And on June 10th, just hours before the bodies were discovered. He was taken to trial and had even confessed to the murders in court. But the jury didn't believe his confession. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking me. I I did it. I killed his family with a fucking what was it? Axe? Yeah, axe. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, killed him with a fucking axe, man. Yeah, and I like peeing. Oh, uh, I don't believe you. Yeah, you couldn't have done it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but yeah, they were like, mm, not convincing why, enough. Why would the murderer confess? Like, are you dumb? <laughs> Next. <laughs> So, in the weeks that followed, he displayed a fascination with the case and wrote many letters to the police, investigators, and family of the deceased. The He had an arousal about the suspicion. <laughs> He's very aroused about the suspicion, and a private investigator wrote back to Reverend Kelly. Oh, let me start over. Yeah. An aroused private investigator... <laughs> was hard for this and was suspicious of this. So he wrote back to Reverend Kelly, asking for details that the minister might know about peeing on murderers. <laughs> hey, do you know uh, anything about peeing specifically on, what was it? What did you say? Murderers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, R. Kelly replied with great detail, R. claiming Kelly. to have heard sounds and possibly witnessed the murders. <laughs> Was that? Was that? You just that tied. Good? You this just is... tied the whole thing together for me. <laughs> was that good? Because I, oh I just came up with that. I understand now. I understand the whole peeing thing yeah. perfectly. <laughs> I honestly didn't have. I didn't plan that. I just was like, oh, R. Kelly. Don't. Yeah. So yeah. Um. 
The story is it's the story is wild. <laughs> However his, however, his known mental illness made authorities question whether he knew the details because of having committed the murders or was just imagining it from what he had heard from other people. <laughs> All right. So, so they're like, okay, so tell us about you supposedly murdering this family. And he's like, all right, so I walked into the house and I started in the. Did you start upstairs, Reverend Kelly? Yeah, I started upstairs, <laughs> and then I wore, and then I went to the, uh, the parlor. That's right, the parlor, and I, I used a, a fucking uh, knife, axe, axe. Yes, <laughs> that's just how this whole investigation and trial went. All right, I'm cool with that. Yeah. So, in 1914, two years after the murders, Kelly was arrested for sending obscene pictures to the family through the mail. He was sexually harassing a woman who applied for a job as his secretary, (laughs) and they sent his ass to St. Elizabeth's Hospital, the National Mental Hospital in Washington, D.C. It's a good place for him. Hell yeah. It really is. (laughs) Investigators speculated again that Kelly could be the murderer of the Moore family. In 1917, Kelly was arrested for the Velisca murders. Police obtained a confession from him once again. However, it followed many hours of interrogation, and Kelly later recanted. Mm. On second thought, I didn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) So after two separate trials, he was acquitted. I mean, dude, he's... He was throwing himself at them. (laughs) Yeah. Just arrest this man. Yeah. So there were a few more, including a bum with bloody shoes, but they were all cleared. So wait, did you, do you think he did it? Or uh, I honestly, I don't think he he did it. I my my likely suspects are you know the one that I think probably did it. Um, I either Henry Lee Moore or the the fucking guy that uh Frank Frank hired. Um, uh, uh, Wilkerson. Yeah. Yeah, that was or not Wilkerson. No, that, that was, was the that was his name. Yeah. Sam Moyer? No. No, wait. Uh, the guy before Sam Moyer. Oh, oh yeah. Josiah. William Mansfield. William Mansfield. Yeah. 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 But ah, uh, yeah. But that's it. And that is all we are left with. Just, yeah. It, they just pretty to much to me, it seems just like they just gave up. Yeah. Because there were too many people that were saying different things about different people and it had been years since it happened the town probably was over it by now or at least starting to get over it you know because people just move on you know these and that sucks but yeah they just move on eventually and that's and it seems like that's probably unfortunately what's going to end up happening because like other things probably started stacking on top of this case and you know priority and we've been talking a lot about the that idaho um uh cuck yeah that idaho (laughs) cuck murderer um but here but the thing is like he hasn't been proven guilty yet and everybody has just fucking crucified him but that's what the that's what the media has been that's what they want you to do yeah but just just think like this whole time everybody has just put so much hate into this one guy and i'm not saying he didn't do it or did do it because i don't know but just what if what if it wasn't him and you have wasted all of this time and effort and taxpayer money and taxpayer money and justice for the victims, just spending it all on the wrong guy. That's what I mean, dude. You already, you're already going into the investigation with the thought of he's the killer. That's it. So now 
you're focusing on this person. You know, that's what I meant earlier. Like, it, you need to go at these things with an open mind. You can't rely on what someone says about someone. We just want this to be over. <clears throat> but they do have a lot of they have a lot of evidence stacked up against him. I won't argue with that. You they these people needed a RoboCop, <laughs> <laughs> someone or a Judge Dredd just to just to play judge, jury, and executioner. <laughs> he goes. Every one of these guys on this list, guess what? Dead. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Judge Dredd doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's there for justice for this family, and justice was served. That's right. One killing can lead to many more killings. <laughs> yeah. Sit, kill one to save a million sometimes. You know? Eye for an eye. <laughs> tooth, for, tooth for a tooth. That's right. Axe yeah. for an axe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I still believe that. I don't know if I believe it. I don't know how controversial it is. <laughs> but I, what if we just all these people that get put on death row? What if we just killed them the same way they killed the, oh, their man. their victims? I'm That's so super. I'm so on the on the like controversial and, and, and don't want to say on anything the line side. for <laughs> death for death penalty. Like I don't know if I if I want it or not because the, there are so many people that have been that have been convicted falsely of crimes. What do you because think? Because of true. cops like asking leading questions, making them confess without them realizing they confessed. That's true. Absolutely, absolutely. There has to be a like better we've all, way. We've already released like a bunch of people from. Well, we released that. We released someone earlier, like last year, for being accused of the wrong crime. Who've been in jail? Who've been in prison for like the last like twenty years? That sucks. And mm-hmm. like, just what if there were a way? To prevent the crime before it happened, I'm talking Tom Cruise in Minority Report. I need to watch that movie. <laughs> Never it seen didn't it. Didn't work. <laughs> you're right. You're right. There was there was holes there was, in it. Yeah, there were there, hiccups. <laughs> pretty big hiccups. There too. were some pretty big fucking hiccups, and they they pointed out how how that wouldn't work because <laughs> the same exact thing would happen of people being falsely in, accused because because of just. The intention being there, but the action not. Yeah. Yeah. It is a cool concept, though. I mean, I think so. It just, you know, it definitely wouldn't work out. Well, next thing you know, we're going to be having social credit scores like China. Yeah. And yeah. cops are going to have the the AR glasses that if you look at the person, it will bring up a profile of you with your online presence saying if you're a potential potential threat or not i i hope it says and that's where you get your social credit score yeah this social credit score i hope i'm not a threat it all (laughs) depends on if you disagree with the state and all that other shit if you have your own opinion you're pretty much a threat this sounds like the same type of thing uh have you heard the thing where um illinois is going is uh doing a purge or whatever that was going around the internet no (laughs) yeah it was it was all over like the social media sites for a while of of illinois doing a an actual purge that's funny yeah um and a lot of people have been taking it seriously i actually had there i heard some people at at work mentioning it and i was like shut the fuck up god They're like it's gonna get dangerous out here. I'm like it's not. Remember, <laughs> they're remember not when it. when the internet was invented and everyone was saying so much good can be done, and now all it does is just bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst form of entertainment. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for listening to the show on the internet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We know what we are. You know what they say: the road to hell is paved with good implements. Good implements. <laughs> 
Use those implements. Yeah, go mm-hmm. to your implement store. Man. Yes. But yeah, this is a crazy story. I am very sad that they didn't get justice, but I think I think we all know who did it. I think we all know. Mm-hmm. I think Paul Bunyan. I... I think we all know. I think we all know. God. Who who did it? Yeah, who did it? All right. On the count of three, everyone say who you think did it. Hmm. One. Wait, give me time. Give me time to think about it. Okay, go. One, two, three. They killed themselves. (laughs) All right. It sounds like we have made no progress. Um, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll sleep on it. We'll sleep on it. Back to you. The, the funny thing is, um, ghost adventures also had done the same thing. <laughs> like Zach Bagans was like, and I think we're going to be able to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody I've ever heard talk about this story has said that they were going to be the one to get to the bottom of it, but <laughs> <laughs> it is all ended up being just the same list of there's people. no way to get to the bottom of it unless you were there hopefully we'll obviously find out. you could you couldn't have either if you were there so we'll find over, out soon being over 109 years ago is just that's gonna be a hard uh it's gonna be a hard time a hard one to figure out yeah like so it's, it's just gonna remain a cold case yeah it's just gonna remain a cold case which is which is sad say la vie just like that, uh, Viva Las Vegas. What was the what was the one that happened recently? I think we touched on it a couple episodes. The Gabby Petita. Oh yeah. Um, or yeah, yeah, that one with uh, that ended up with no justice as well. Um, we don't do true crime, <laughs> but sometimes true crime leads to paranormal times. I thought you were gonna say true crime does, does us. us. Right. <laughs> uh, no, but. I want to. I was trying to rhyme. Okay, but yeah, but no. This is this is definitely strange. It's strange how it's such a violent, heinous crime, and nothing was ever figured out about it, and it still happens today. Mm-hmm. That is the part. That is where we come in. Um, yeah, we come in to still not figure it out, <laughs> but we hope to make you laugh while we're doing it. We're here to talk about it. We hope you laughed, and we hope you follow us on our Facebook and Instagram page at this never happened show yeah um, baby and follow us on our individual <laughs> accounts i am lee sheehan art uh there's matt jennings is probably just that it's something close to that yeah and then there's greg yeah mine's just greg dowd greg underscore dowd on facebook we're the and only people instagram we're the only people in the world with these names <laughs> yeah i'm greg dowd the first yeah are you really <laughs> yes I, did you, I already told you about that earlier i said i was gonna start doing that when did you say that i don't like, remember this like probably like 15 minutes ago i was like you know i'm gonna start doing i'm gonna start calling myself greg dad the first everyone's gonna think ago? that about was that during this episode yeah i'm gonna hear that whenever i go to read whenever i go to edit this shit i hope so you're making me second guess myself <laughs> wow because I, I yeah now i'm second guessing myself i'm second guessing pretty much life at the moment i, I welcome to the club i'm having an existential <laughs> crisis <laughs> oh you're over 30 as well <laughs> <laughs> nope not yet it's crazy because uh people I've, I've heard younger people like uh like 25 to 27 start talking about how they're like 
oh yeah i'm getting older i'm starting to feel it but you have no fucking clue what happens when you like after you turn 30 it's like a fucking switch flips we're gonna say this when we're 42 you know yeah, that, right? yeah it's gonna like, keep happening each, yeah each yeah it, it's like a switch flips and it's just you're just shittier every day <laughs> exercise have a good diet have yeah a good drink diet. plenty of water yeah don't work yourself to death yeah yes. that there's pto for a reason fucking music quit bragging about how you you work overtime because <laughs> your boss doesn't care yeah absolutely 100 percent um work hard for yourself and your family don't work hard for your boss yeah yeah do better <laughs> do better <laughs> get, get there, there. <laughs> listen to our other episodes um if you see a cuck cuck alert uh <laughs> yep cuck alert fuck on everyone love you bye